Thank you for choosing the podcast of East Haven Baptist Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. For more information on the ministries of East Haven and to access videos and sermon notes from our services, visit www.easthaven.net. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a great night. I want to say thank you to uh, everyone who's participating and being a part and from inside East Haven and outside of East Haven and all that's taking place with that. And I especially want to thank our pastor this morning for uh, this opportunity just to be before you and the very privilege it is. And I thought about it, Pastor, and, and, and Kelly, you might can uh, attest to this. I wonder how he's going to sit still over there, especially by his mother-in-law this morning, right? We probably ought to swap some places with him because hey, it doesn't have to be around Pastor How very long. He knows he's uh, ADHD on steroids, right? And uh, you don't have to be there long. So I watch him from time to time, and I'm sure it's going to be that way this morning. Take your copy of God's Word, and let's go to Matthew chapter 5 this morning. When you think about night to shine, uh, it's no secret, Pastor Howell called me a month ago and he said, man, would you preach on the Sunday prior to night to shine? I said, I'd love to. And, uh, you know, Selena and I have been involved. Selena's career has been very much involved with special needs and special friends, uh, adults and children, uh, even today. Uh, and that's her position. Uh, we've had very close friends and acquaintances with those that are special needs and special friends to us. And so I counted a privilege to stand before you today on this special Sunday, five days prior to our Night to Shine event. And uh, I want to talk to you this morning, even on a general subject of a time to shine. You have the little note sheet there if you picked it up outside and you can kind of follow along with that. And, and I just think that, you know, uh, where we are today, we need to be shining the light in a greater way than we ever have before. And to, to let our light so shine into the darkness of a lost and dying world. And uh, what great opportunities that we have. And, and uh, I just want to say thank you. I want to thank our pastor, our staff for his leadership. Uh, Selena and I are on board. I'll just tell you that publicly. Um, we received our letter from our pastor this week and our pledge card and praying about what we're going to do to be involved in night to shine. I mean, in, uh, the uh, It's a New Day emphasis and what God's going to do and the time to shine. You know, some say that 2024 may be the most difficult year in a decade, maybe even in our lifetime. And I was in conversation even in recent days in regards to that. And I began to think as people begin to talk, talk about the, the most difficult time. And, and the Word of God is very true for us. Um, the Word of God is very truthful in the fact that where we're moving, we're moving toward end times and it's going to be darker and darker and darker. But you and I have a light. If you're born again this morning, you have a light that ought to be shining. And it's the light of Jesus. And more than any other time in our life, we need to be shining that light. Uh, in our local places across the world. Praise God for our team that just got back from Guatemala and heard some testimonies already. You saw pictures and, and just the blessing of that time. And the Lord Jesus is intending for you and I to shine this light into a dark world. And so I want you just to take your copy of God's Word as we look this morning. And Jesus is speaking uh, the greatest message as we know, Sermon on the Mount. It's actually been the January Bible study. But in that, he's talking to his disciples, the multitudes have come around him, uh, and he begins to teach them. And he talks to them about being salt, and he talks to them about being light. And so I want you to follow along just for a moment, 
right there in uh, chapter uh, chapter 5, verse uh, 14, if you will. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I hope you have that marked in your your copy of God's Word. And if you don't, you should. And then just following through and thinking about that. And then over in Ephesians, Paul writes this for us. In chapter 2, verse 10, he says... uh, for you or for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us to do. Have you ever thought about God's will in your life? Do you spend some time just thinking, God, what do you, what do you want from me? God, what needs to happen in my life? God, how do I shine my light? God, what, what is required? God, what do you want me in my place? How do you want me to live? God, how do I shine that light for your glory. God, I want to glorify you wherever you find me, Lord. Whatever you find me doing, God, I want to do that. Have you ever prayed that prayer? Realizing that God does have a specific plan for your life, for my life, for his ministry here, and as we reach across uh, the world. And so that question this morning, are you following God's plan for life, would literally come to light. Are you following his plan for you and your family? Just a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night, Pastor Howell was leading the discussion, and then we broke up into groups, and, and, uh, and, and Sonia had taken and drawn a map. And I began to think about that, and I've, and I've thought about it quite a bit after that. From the standpoint, you and I want to get to point A point to point B, and we want it to be the smoothest that it can be. That's not all necessarily God's plan. There's a lot of valleys. There's a lot of mountaintops. There may be some dark days, some very hard days for us to get there, whether it's individuals, whether it's in our family. I dare say this morning in the building, somebody online this morning, you're going through a dark time. You're going through a difficult time. We're looking at judges and hungry men that started last Thursday and pastors talking about when you're in a mess, what do you do? The fact is that so many of us are in dark places and we're trying all kinds of things and we need to run to Jesus. For our folks in Lift Tour, our kids in our Lift Tour and all of that, on Friday night, I, I heard the speaker say to you that you're either running to Jesus or you're running from him. You've got a choice. I also heard him say the fact of what Landon preached so well just a few weeks ago, you're either all in or you're all out. You're either all in or you're all out. I think about the little kid's song that we used to sing when we were little. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. 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 Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. How many times have you sung that? How many times have I sang those little words and you think about that? And we said, don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till when Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Think about that little song in your life and what it means for you. Is your light shining or is it under a bushel because of some things that's happened in your life and you've literally hit or you've walked away from God and maybe you're just in a, a dim place right now. 
And you've got an opportunity to just bring it all back and let God do what God wants to do in your life. The Haven Cross that hopefully will be up in not too many weeks. And I begin to think, and I called Kenny. I said, Kenny, if you will, talk, do some research for me. I said, I want to know how far that the cross is going to shine. I want to know if we can find it out. And Kenny did some research. He called me back and he said, we can't really find that out. And, and so I begin to dig a little bit deeper. And we know that the cross will be able to be seen from the other side of I-55 and then over to 51. We know that. I did begin to just think, and I did some research, and I told Pastor this morning that five foot high, no obstacles, you and I can see for about three miles, and then the horizon drops off. So then I looked, and I, I looked at the cross, if it's going to indeed be 150 feet, and, and I began to think about that, and, and for about 15 to 18 miles with no obstacles, that cross is going to be able to be seen. That's not even lit up. And I begin to think, you know, the old song uh, some of us have heard that Go City does that if you'll get me to the cross, I can find my way home. And I begin to think about that. And, and the story goes that there's a little boy and he's out on the street corner and someone finds him and says, little boy, what you doing here? And the little boy really couldn't give an answer. All he could tell him was his name. But then he said, you know, I know where the old church is. And it's got the cross lit. And if you can just get me to the cross, I can find my way home. Man, I'm telling you, folks, that's exactly where we are. I went and I asked Selena. I said, Selena, this may not mean much to you, many of you. But to a lot of us in here, this little jar probably means a whole bunch. Because it's dated in July the 7th, 1996. Does anybody know what that date stands for? When is it? Dwayne, tell them. It's the day we dedicated the property. This is dirt from the original property. My dad died. That's actually my dad's birthday, and he died a month later. But I thought about that, and I said, you know, in the midst of leadership, when that all was taking place, what kind of vision? How big was the vision? Where did it extend? What was happening at that point? And then I thought, listen, God had all of that in place. God knew what was going to happen in 2024 in 1996. God already knew and God began to put the pieces in place and God began to get us to where you and I are today. And I'm just telling you that it's a time for you and I to shine. And we don't know. Listen, there's a book out there that every one of us ought to get. It's called 100 Days at the Cross. Pastor's familiar with it. I've got a copy of it. Terry Long wrote it. Terry and I pastored together in Jackson County, and he erected a cross two miles from our house on the corner of 63 and 613. I don't know if y'all passed it when you were down there this weekend, but you ought to go to it next time you're down at Haley's house. There's a bench there, but Terry got a vision, and he went to that cross for 100 days. I went and spent some days with him. Other pastors spent some days with him, and in the 100 days at the cross book, it talks about the experiences that he had. And I heard about that. And we're going to do a day at the cross here at some point. I'll work with the pastor to plan that. But here's the deal. I just wonder what God's going to do in the next 24, the next 25, the next 50 years if God tarries, if the Lord Jesus does come. What's he going to do? And the challenge for you and I is to let our light shine. Why? So that others might find Jesus Christ and God be glorified.
You see, it's not about us. Life's not about us. Life, God gives us these opportunities and night to shine event, the far-reaching effects of that. 96, listen, I texted Stephanie this week or emailed her and I said, Stephanie, what's our final count? And I think the count is somewhere around 96 special friends. Miss Bonnie says there's 88 caretakers coming uh, that'll be here. Listen, we've got an opportunity to literally touch hundreds of people through Night to Shine. We got an opportunity to touch people in our everyday life. And you and I need to seize that opportunity, seize that vision. Watch what God's doing in the midst of that. The far-reaching effects you and I may not see immediately, but just loving and caring and ministering. Just that one night. Think about what happened a few weeks ago when we were able to rally around a family that experienced tremendous tragedy. And we came together. And a community came together. And we had opportunity to minister to a family. A light that literally shines at a dark time in life. So I ask you this morning, I want to ask you individually this morning, how far is your light shining? What's going on in your life when you think about that and you think about from the standpoint of your light? When you think about what God wants to do in your life, are you giving excuses? What's the reason maybe your light's not shining? Or if it's shining brighter, are you just saying, God, take me further? God, I want to go further. I want my light to shine further than it's ever shone before. I can only imagine what's going to take place. As God leads us and God moves us forward and he does all that you can do. When he says, Get your, uh, let your light so shine before men. Let, them, let it shine that they may see your good deeds. They may see your good works. And not glorify you or me, but to glorify God. That we get that right perspective of life. That you and I are born again and the fact that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. So that our Father God might be glorified. And the works that God prepared in advance for you and I to do. How far is your light shining? This morning, in this time that we have, I'd just like to use this opportunity to share some truths. And you know, Pastor Howe really preached this message over the last few weeks as my schedule sometimes doesn't allow me to be here several weeks in a row, but I praise God I've been able to be here. And God began when he called me a month ago, immediately God just began, the Holy Spirit of God began to move. And I began to pick up on several things that he said. And so this morning, I want you to think about these truths as you think about time to shine. As you think about your life, maybe you're in the sound of my voice this morning and you say, you know, Brother David, I, I've never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm running as far as I can in the other direction, but I'm here and I'm listening and I'm looking and I'm searching and I need something that's someone that's firm, that's foundational, that I can place my life and trust on. That's Jesus Christ. We want to talk to you about that this morning. We want to give you that opportunity later on to just respond in a way that would glorify him and glorify our father. You may say, well, I've tried all this stuff before and, 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 you know, some time ago I gave my life to Christ, but Life's just tough, and I've went in the other direction, and I'm in a dark place right now. I want you to really think about what God wants you to do. How far is your light shining? What does it mean for you this morning as you think about when the Word of God says, so let your light shine? So this first thing that I want to tell you this morning that you and I need to be about when we think about time to shine is encourage others to Jesus. 
encourage others to, to follow Jesus. What, what does that mean for us this morning? Use your platform. Use the platform that God has given you. I've talked to you before that I never saw myself in the position that I'm in. And, and I often pray, God, what is the platform? God, what are you want me to do? And, and so this morning, use your platform. What, what is your platform uh, in the place to where God has placed you? What is going on when he says, let your light so shine before men? What does that mean? I go back to the old hymn that says, let others see Jesus in you. Keeps telling the story that is faithful and true. While passing through this world of sin and others, your life shall view. Listen to what it says. Be clean. Be pure. Without and within. Let others see Jesus in you. Use your platform this morning when you think about who you are. You see, our goal for Friday night and our pastor's goal and our team leader's goal and all of that is to just shine for those individuals that will be here. Just let them know that they're important and encourage them. There'll be some folks entering this week, your life, and even on Friday night that are coming in with discouragement. And if you and I, listen, if you and I can just encourage one person, just one, it's worth it. But I'm telling you, we're going to have some opportunity to encourage a whole lot more. And you and I are having opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. We just need to seize the platform. We need to use the platform. Young people, use the platform. Look what God has done. It blessed me on Friday night to sit there with, I don't know, five or 600 kids and youth and adults and all of that kind of stuff. Man, what a blessing. And to hear the word taught and, and, and use the platform to see college students there. To see what God's doing in Landon and Austin's life and other people in BSU and what Jed and Heather are doing there. Let your light so shine before men that others may see your good deeds and good works and be drawn to glorify God. The generation, the church. You see, so many of us forget and we'll say, well, they're our next church. They're our next. They'll be the church of tomorrow. No, they're the church of today. And we need to encourage them. And you and I have so many opportunities to use our platform to let God. You may say, well, help me understand this morning, Brother Dave. What, what is my platform? Well, here's the deal. It starts at home. It starts at home. Use your platform at home. Guys, listen, we need men to rise up. Thank God for hungry men. Thank God for other men's ministries that are going on. We need men to rise up and be the leaders. Some of us who don't know how to be leaders, come and, and ask, whether it be pastor or someone here, say, tell me how to be a man. Tell me how, show me how to be the man I need to be. But it starts at home. And then it branches out to our career and our job and the platform that God gives us there. Praise God for the NFL players lately and, and uh, C.J. Stroud and, and, and Pat Mahomes and so many more that are giving their unapologetic testimonies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even when C.J. Stroud, pastor of Texas, I mean, uh, quarterback of Texas, and, and the, the national TV cut him off, but he still proclaimed the message of what God had done in his life. Shine your light. Some of us have bigger platforms than others, but there's no bigger and, and more important platform than the platform at home. Somebody said, if you can't be a Christian at home, you can't be a Christian anywhere. Shine at home. And you think about our own life. Think about the cross, that 150-foot cross, when it's erected and it's lit and, and the garden's in place and, and all of that kind of stuff. Where's the brightest spot going to be? 
at the cross, under the cross. And so it is for you and I. When the night to shine guests come on Friday night and all of the paparazzi and the welcoming and all the plans that have been in place and, and we get to participate and we want to influence their life. We want to encourage them towards Jesus Christ, your platform at home, your career, your friends. Think about it. Every one of us in here probably have people that we know, listen, they're either unsaved, they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, or they're walking far, far away from him. And you and I have the platform just to touch them, just to touch them. Text somebody, call somebody before Sunday. Call them and say, hey, come in and worship with us. I want to encourage you. I want to pray with you. Invite them, friends. Think about your family. Think about your family that are at guilty distances. Think about where they are in life. I heard the speaker, young people, say on Friday night that his mom and dad are not born-again Christians. And he actually said, and he preached John chapter 12, 49 through 53, and he was talking about the division. He emphasized the verse where Jesus says, you know, you think I've come to bring peace, but really I bring division. And his mom and dad are not saved. They're not born again. And he says, it's caused separation because I'm serving the Lord and I'm honoring the Lord and they're over here. Shine your light. Shine your light into a dark world, whether it be your home or your job, your career, your friends, your family. Whether you go to Walmart, Dollar General, shine your light. Just let God shine. Let him be who he needs to be. Be a pick-me-up. Be an encourager. Somebody this morning just needed a handshake or a kind word or something just spoke to them. Folks online, we have ways you can contact us. Somebody that's discouraged, find encouragement because they see Jesus in each of our lives. Time to shine. And yes, night to shine is around the corner. And you and I have a tremendous opportunity to be light in a dark world. The second thing you'll find on your outline this morning is not only the fact of encourage others to Jesus, but it's excellence over extravagance. I heard our pastor mention that the other day, and then God just kind of zeroed in. And I began to think about what that really means for us. And if you'll go look it up, take the time to just go look it up yourself because there's a huge difference there. Sometimes we, we want to confuse the two, and we're guilty of doing that many, many times. But when, when you think about excellence over extravagance, it's being fruitful and not wasteful. It amazes me as I travel around the world now that, that we see and we, we're reminded just how wasteful we are in America. And so many times we're wasteful at what we do as Americans. But I'm telling you, when we think about the kingdom of God, he desires excellence over extravagance. So we think about the It's a New Day campaign and all that's going on with that and the funds to be raised and all that. You and I ought to be on our knees praying, God, what do you want me to do? God, God how do I respond to that? God, how does my light, how does the bushel come off of my light so I can have a part? in a generation to come. God, how does that work? How does that plan for me? And here's the thing. I heard our pastor say, it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. Some can give more than others. Just being honest. 
but it's equal sacrifice. Why? Because we come together, and when we say we're part of the family of God, it brings us together. Makes all the difference in the world. Makes all the difference when you and I think about excellence over extravagance. Why? Because God desires excellence. God wants us to do our very uh, best to be submitted to him, to put forth our, our best effort. He's not talking about perfection. Man, I tell you, I can't wait to see Friday night. I know they're going to be preparing for the whole week getting ready, <laughs> transforming this room and the other places to bring it together to make it the best, to make it most excellent so people come in and they'll see that and, and God will get the glory. The whole purpose of that is to glorify God and touch others. And I love Paul's analogy when he brings us together in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And he talks about the body of Christ. And he talks about the the light that's shining. And he brings us together as a body of Christ. One part, one body, but yet many functions. Just like our body with our hands and our feet and our eyes and our ears and our tongue and all of that kind of stuff. What does God do in the midst of that? And then he comes down and we'll miss this if we're not careful. He comes down at the bottom of 1 Corinthians 12, and at the last part, right before it goes into 1 Corinthians 13, he says the most excellent way, and he uses a four-letter word. What is that word? Love. The most excellent way is love. And then he goes into that love chapter. Wow, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. Love does not brag. All of that. He says, love, without love, everything else is empty. Without love, everything is like a gong, a clanging gong with no rhythm. Oh, let your light so shine so that others may see your good deeds, your good works, and glorify your Father who's in heaven. God is love. And he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to sacrifice to pay a price on Calvary's cross so that you and I could shine a light, not for our glory, but for God's glory. With a kingdom mindset, it's excellence over extravagance. Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, he says, whatever you do, work heartily. What does he mean by that? Do it with all your heart. (laughs) Be excellent. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart as for the Lord, not man. Excellence over extravagance. Someone has said this, start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you do. So you got to start somewhere. You sit back and we can give excuses. You can go all the way through the word of God and you can find excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse from Adam and Eve all the way through. Let's just be honest this morning. Some of us are giving excuses. We're giving excuses. Why? God can't use you. I'm telling you, God can use you. Use what you have. Do what you can right where you are. Some people say, well, I I will, but I got to get here. I got to do this. No. Let your light so shine before men. So that others may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. Start where you are. Just start where you are. You can. Know know that you can this morning. You can start right where you are. It's excellence over extravagance.
We need to learn to be who God has called us to be. We think about time, uh, time to shine. You think about the widow's might. You think about the widow that she came, and Pastor mentioned this last week, I believe, that she came and she gave all she had. All the other folks were giving out of their abundance, out of their extravagance. And I have some widow mites in my office, and, and I can only imagine this little lady coming. And I've been in Africa, and I see those folks, and, and here's what we don't understand. They'll have a basket up there, an old torn-up basket in Africa and probably Guatemala and other places as well. And somebody will come, and they'll come in a very humble fashion with their hand closed. You know what they'll put in that basket? One egg. One egg. Or an onion. Or a banana. Or a few shillings. And it's 3,600 shillings per dollar. And they'll just take and they'll put a shilling in that basket. And they're giving their best, best. I've preached in Africa and on two occasions. I've had folks in the church come and on one occasion I saw this lady get up and go out the back of this little mud church. In just a few minutes I saw her come back in. Selena knows this story. She had a chicken, a live chicken. <laughs> I knew what was fixing to happen. At the end of the service, when I got through preaching, Pastor, this little lady come down to the front. She said, Pastor, I won't give you this chicken. The best is what she had. And she gave me a chicken. You know, so many times we forget when we have an opportunity to shine. We forget in all our extravagance, we forget about just being excellent. We forget about who God really wants us to be. And just coming down and to brass tacks. God doesn't really care how we smell, how we dress, what kind of house we live in, what kind of car we drive, how big our account is. What he really cares about is our heart and the condition of our heart. And you and I, church, we have a opportunity time to shine night to shine across I, I found myself this morning just slowing down and thinking god how many thousand of people is going to come to the cross many that we don't know many we'll never meet but lives that will change forever the third thing that i want to share with you this morning as we encourage others to Jesus, when we talk about excellence over extravagance, here it is when we bring it all down. We need to exalt Jesus in all things. So many times, if we're not careful, we'll get off base. We may lose our point. And we find it all through the New Testament. We find Jesus bringing the disciples back. They wanted to explain who was first or who was last. And different things. I want to sit at your right. I want to sit wherever. So many times with us, if we're not careful, the enemy wants to get you in all focus. And so as we think about that, our goal, when we think about what the word of God says, let your light so shine before men. Listen, that they may see your good deeds. They may see your good works. And not come and pat me or you or somebody else on the back, but to glorify God in heaven.
keep the right perspective. Think about exalting Jesus in all things and, and just let our light shine. Take it out from under the bushel. Let God be God. Remembering that you and I are his workmanship, created to do good works. God in advance prepared us, just like back in 96 when the groundbreaking took place. God had a vision. God had a vision. And it was bigger than any man. It was bigger than Pastor Brother Benden. It was bigger than anybody. All of us that were here, it was bigger. When Tim Tebow started Night to Shine, it started small. And now it's literally around the world. Touching people's lives. Encouraging them to Jesus. Exalting the Lord Jesus. God's plan before the foundations of the world. And God had a plan for you. God had a plan for me. I didn't know what it was. Never thought I'd be standing behind a platform like this. Never, never even dreamed of that. But I remind you of what Jeremiah says, that I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope, to give you a future, to just touch your life like he's never touched you before. So I challenge you this morning, church, let your light shine. Let it be all that God wants you to be. Lift up the name of Jesus. Exalt Jesus. Let others see Jesus in you. The second verse of that great hymn says this, your life's a book before their eyes. They're reading it through and through. Say, so does it point them um, to the skies? Do others see Jesus in you? I hear so many people say this about the church, that in the church. I want to make a statement to you that so many people have made. We can't say we love the groom and hate the church. Doesn't work that way. God created the church for you and I to come together and to do life together and to let our light shine so that others might see our good deeds. And listen, glorify God who's in heaven. How far is your light shining? Is it under the bushel this morning? Are you willing to take it out from under that bushel? You know, we go to the ball games. I love sports. We wear all the attire. Super Bowl's next Sunday. People dress to a hill, all kinds of stuff. It's okay. Love that. But you and I, as born and green Christians, have a light to shine that's so much more important than any school, than any organization other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Our staff's going to be here, but Robert is going to be leading us. Ask pastor for permission this morning in the invitation time. You know, first thing is heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want you to think about your light this morning. How far is it shining? Is it under a bushel? <laughs> maybe it's dim for things going on around. Maybe, maybe somebody has, has put a damper on you. I don't know. I want you this morning to be free in Christ and say, Lord, I want to get back doing what I need to do. 
So this morning, Lord, as best I understand, I want to remove the bushel. This morning, maybe in the sound of my voice, you can say, Brother Dave, I've never accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I want to do that this morning. I want to give my life because he's given his life. You could ask him this morning to forgive you of your sin. Right where you are, knowing that he died on Calvary's cross, he shed his blood so that you could have freedom, so that I could have freedom. And the only way to have that is through the cross. And Jesus shed his blood. And so this morning, right where you are, God, I need forgiveness. I need Jesus. I want my life to be under the blood. So, Lord Jesus, will you forgive me of my sin? (laughs) Place them all on you this morning, Jesus. And I come to you. And I want that victory. I want my life to shine. This morning there's other things maybe outside all of that there's some things in your life that maybe you want to bring to the altar this morning you know our new construction we're going to have some altars down here but you got the steps you got in front i'd love for you to come and just kneel on the altar maybe a dad wants to bring his family and praise god maybe a, a child wants to bring their mom and dad and just say thank you for mom and dad i want our light to shine god you give us a plan You put it before us. And so, Lord, here we are today. We want to celebrate Jesus. So let our light shine. Our staff's going to be down front. Altars are open. Love for you to be bold this morning and just come and kneel before the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, I want my light to shine. Maybe again for our night shine staff and folks that are working, you want to come and kneel and somebody else, you want to come with them and lay your hand upon them. Pray for them. But I'm going to ask you to be obedient to what God leads you to do this morning. I want to pray, and then Robert and our praise team is going to lead us. And don't, don't hold back this morning. Let your light shine before men so that others may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, remind us this morning we are your workmanship. And God, we got opportunity to shine like we never have before. God, in 2024, I pray that our light would shine bright. And, Lord, it shines the brightest at home. So, God, I pray for men and women and boys and girls this morning, grandparents, God, that they'll let their light shine, agree with you this morning to do whatever they need to do to let their light shine. God, thank you for what you're going to do. In Christ's name, amen. Would you stand with us, Brother Robert?